Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio, an interview series for authors in transformation. From the basic fundamentals of selecting a book topic and overcoming writer's block to advanced techniques for publishing and marketing your books. Don't forget to check out our complete schedule and archive shows at blogtalkradio.com forward slash book dash journeys. Now, get ready to make a difference with your book with your host, founder of the Author Incubator, Dr. Angela Loria. Welcome to Book Journeys Radio. If you're a regular listener, you might notice that my voice sounds different, and that's because I'm not Dr. Angela Loria. This is Jen McRavi, and I'm the Vice President of the Author Incubator. Angela's handed over the helm of this show to me to help further our goal for all you listeners to learn from authors who are able to go from idea to finished book and are now making a difference in the world. So while I get to have fun conversations with authors who have made that journey to publish a book, Angela is getting to spend more time doing what she loves, which is working with budding writers who will soon be like our guest today, best-selling author Rachel Maddox. Rachel is the author of Secret Bad Girl, a trauma resolution memoir and guide. So, Rachel, welcome to the show. Hi, Jen. I'm so glad to be here. Oh, so happy to have you here. And just to get things started, can you please tell people what Secret Bad Girl is about and who it's for? Totally. Well, as we said, Secret Bad Girl is a sexual trauma memoir and resolution guide. So it's about my life living under a what I call trauma spell and how I discovered that I wasn't just bad because of the bad things that happened to me, but in fact, I had trauma. And then also how I went about discovering that I had trauma and learning how trauma resolves taking that journey on and becoming a trauma resolution practitioner. Wow, what a journey you've had. (laughs) You know, it sounds like a really intense and vulnerable book. So did you have trouble kind of connecting with those secret parts of yourself while you were writing it? Well, um, I don't know that I had trouble connecting with the secret parts of myself while I was writing it. The actual process of writing felt pretty natural to me. Writing is something that's sort of a strong suit of mine, if you will, and storytelling as well. But that's great. hitting send to the editor was definitely, <laughs> definitely like full body freak out for a good 24 hours and then residually <laughs> weeks, weeks and weeks and weeks and maybe even months after. <laughs> wow, really? So it lasted for a really long time. What was it about sending it to the editor that was so scary? Just knowing that my story, which I'd shared more privately with different people, was now going Mm. to be, like, completely public. Anybody could read it, (laughs) and everybody could read it, and lots of people did, including my grandmother, you know, people that I didn't necessarily (laughs) want to read it, Um, which I know is something that people are afraid of when thinking about writing a book on a vulnerable topic. So Yes. Exactly. So how did you get over that then? Or do you still suffer from fear sometimes when, you know, someone's new is reading your book? Um, well, I'll speak first to the first part, how I got over it. And that was just, I knew that the prize of having people understand what trauma is and how it takes hold of the body and how it resolves physiologically as opposed to psychologically was going to be worth it and that there were 
thousands and thousands of people that I needed to reach and that that was more important than my own discomfort or than my family members' discomfort or whatever, that the call was bigger than than the discomfort. Wow. And how long ago did you publish? I published in January of this year, 2016. All right. So, you know, we're now we're now, you know, a big portion into the year. Do you find that all of the things that you feared did any of them come to fruition or was it more just all in your own head? Um probably some of both, you know. And <laughs> but the things that came to fruition are just the the next layers of healing for myself and for my family. And wow. so they're not things that I regret, you know, it's like, it's all for the greater good. Um, but mm-hmm. a lot of things, a lot of fears of maybe being kind of stigmatized as like the trauma girl or this or that, the fears, like they're part true, they have wisdom in them, but then they're also just your opportunities for transformation. So for me, like to be able to grow into the next iteration of myself even further and to say, you know, I stand for, um, freeing women and girls worldwide from, you know, exploitation, repression, and violation. And, like, I can own that now, and people understand why. And so it's just, like, it's worth it. It's just worth it. That's amazing. That's, yeah, I just got chill bumps from you saying that. So I know how <laughs> deeply that, that means, you know, how much that means to you. Um, mm-hmm. but, so writing such a personal topic and then having to share it with other people, um, how do you, how'd you get your book done? How did you finish it and get through all of that, that tremendous amount of emotion? Mm-hmm. Well, I actually did a three days to done event with Angela at the author's castle, oh. which was like amazing. Um, <laughs> wow. So because, you wrote you know, the bulk in three days. Yes. Wow. Yeah. And surprisingly, I mean, I feel like that, for me was easier than sitting and taking a very long time to write this book, especially because the topic was so vulnerable that just to allow it like this sacred container that was short and kind of a doable space. Right. uh, Was definitely helpful. Wow. So you wrote the bulk of the book in three days and then the editorial process began, right? Exactly. And which was harder, the editing process or the writing process? I think for me it was it was probably the editing process. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's where I had all that space and time for my fears to kind of, like, creep in and just <laughs> right. to feel like this is the stupidest book ever. Like, oh, my God, this is <laughs> going to make me want to kill myself. Like, this is why would I ever put this in the world? Those kinds of things, you know. So having – more time to kind of just sit with all my fears and, and insecurities and, you know, opinions of like inadequacy and all this crap was definitely probably more challenging. And then also your eyes crossed from like reading your same, your book like 15 times or whatever you do to try to like (laughs) get it done and get it, get it great. (laughs) Did you find that you lost touch with the content at all, just with sort of the repeated readings or anything like that? Or was it still fresh every time? I think sometimes, yeah, you lose you lose a little bit of touch. But, yeah. you know, it's funny because even now I go back and I open my book. Like I've got all these print books, you know, and I mail them out to people like clients and whoever. Um, 
and I go back and I sometimes just open to a page and I just read a little bit and I think, wow, this is a lot better than I thought it was. Or like, you know, <laughs> like, wow, that's pretty fresh. That's pretty good. I like that. Nice. <laughs> like, so now I on the other that. side, I've got a lot more ease around just sort of feeling proud of myself. Oh, that's wonderful. That's so great. So, well, so so far we now have you know several months under your belt. What's the best thing to have come out of having your own book? Well, lots of good things have come, but I will just say first that I've gotten like so many emails from people telling me that my book literally changed their lives. Like, wow, women and men who have been stuck under an invisible trauma spell, like didn't know that they had physiological trauma, just thought that they were fucked up, read this book, and they're like, or they're people who've read about trauma before but never with so many stories and from such a personalized um, approach that they read it and they're like, oh, my God, this is me. Thank you so much. Like, thank you for being so honest. Thank you for, you know, telling it so plainly, like, you've just changed my life. Um, wow. So that's obviously amazing to hear uh, and makes it all worth it. Clearly. And then also, <laughs> yeah, clearly. And then also I've gotten a lot of amazing business opportunities from clients to like being invited onto big podcasts to being able to like, I'm about to go on a book tour and have workshops all around the United States. So it's definitely lent, me credibility in my field it's given me specialization my income mm-hmm. has like tripled or, or more <laughs> you know it's just like this was definitely a catapult into the next iteration of my life for sure do you think you could have done all of those things without a book um maybe eventually but probably not no. <laughs> so what is it about the book that that you think has helped catapult you into this next stage in your life? To me, like writing a book that's truly about making a difference or whatever, mm-hmm. it gives you, I mean, it gives you credibility, first of all, but it also, it tells the world like, oh, this girl's serious like she took all of the time energy money whatever and invested in completing something that could be out in the world in a bigger way um it turns people's heads towards you and and also like the actual content for me I was this content deserved more than blog posts you know like it's too sacred my this story, my story is too sacred to share just like on the internet. No, right. Like, this needed a book. <laughs> it needed some right permanence, home. right? Yeah. Oh, you said it found its way home. I love that, Rachel. <laughs> Your story <laughs> found its way home. Oh, that's really sweet. You know, you've mentioned a couple of times um, finances, and that is actually something in which you are fairly unique amongst authors, because when you first came to the Author Incubator, um, I believe you did not have many pennies to your name. Is that correct? Correct. (laughs) Yeah. So how did you go about being able to fund and finance writing and publishing your book? I did a Kickstarter, basically. Um, Wow. But actually, before that, so there's a fun little story that I'll just tell 
very briefly, which is that <laughs> my friend, I've been like on a mission to create something that spoke to what trauma is and how it resolves. I was going to make like a multimedia guide. So I was like, mm-hmm. all right, I'm getting off the internet and I'm focusing. Like no social media. <laughs> I'm going to be really focused for a whole month and I'm going to do this thing. And I did. And I was working away, writing, researching, whatever. And one day my friend Jen Lemon sent me a webinar to one of Angela's, one of Angela's webinars. And I listened mm-hmm. to it and she was interviewing one of her authors and there was going to be an event the next day at the author castle. And I texted Aunt, uh, Jen and I said, do you have this woman's phone number? And she was like, yes. <laughs> I called her. And because Jen and Angela were good friends and because Angela and I had a, a number of mutual like friends, acquaintances, coworkers, right. Angela took the time of day and listened to me. And I told her what I wanted to do. And she said, actually, we had someone cancel and we have a spot in this event. But you're going to have to get me this amount, which everyone else has paid, in order to come to this event by today. Oh, my goodness. $600 in my bank account. And the amount was, you know. It was, way, way, the amount was more than $600, I'm assuming. Way more. But I was like, I had listened to this, you know, interview webinar thing, and I was like, I could try to do this alone and right. probably be marginally successful, or I could right. do this with somebody who's a professional at succeeding at this and right. reach way more people and have a greater impact. And my mission and my devotion was so important to me that I was like, all right, I just felt called. I was like, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get there. So for the first time in my life, I called everyone I knew who had money, like people who I wasn't even that close to friends <laughs> with. And I pitched them my book that, has not been writ- that had not been written yet. And I said, I need to borrow money. And I got enough money in like six hours. I, I literally wow. called probably – 30 people. I had, my adrenaline was on ultra. I mean, on fleek. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, and I borrowed enough money to be able to do the three days to done event. Wow. So that was number one. Number two was <laughs> writing this book in three days. That was like completely terrifying to write. Number two, done. <laughs> then done. I was like, well, you. I've got to pay all these people back. So I'm not going to rely just on, you know, I'm not going to bank on sales from my mm-hmm. services from the book, although that did come through to a large extent, slower right. in the beginning now, like definitely. But I was like, I'm not going to bank on that. I'm going to do a Kickstarter. It'll help me promote the book. It'll guarantee that I can pay everyone back like pretty much immediately and I'll be clean. And so during the process of editing my book, I also ran a $10,000 Kickstarter and it was also over the holidays, over Christmas. So that might have something to do with the emotional fallout of having to submit all of this vulnerable stuff to the world, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, like I didn't plan it. Like this wasn't something I was, you know, really prepare, prepared or planning to do. It was something that right. like the door opened and it was a moment and I just knew I had to walk through it. So there was a little shock value just in, in that alone. Right. And do you think, though, that that helped you sort of keep your energy up? Because that is a lot, you know, the holidays and a Kickstarter and editing this, like, super vulnerable book. <laughs> like, do you think 
some of the reason that that you were successful at that is because you just didn't have time to worry about all the other stuff? Yeah, probably. I'm sure that the urgency, like, made it a little bit more successful. Although I think that I could have been definitely successful without the urgency, you know? Yeah, that's good for people to hear. (laughs) Yeah, like, if I were to advise someone else, like, I'm not necessarily, yes, like, your book deserves your attention and your book, your mission, your calling is ready for you, you know, so don't wait. But I don't think that you have to be under some false premise of like, do it now or it'll never happen for it to happen. I think that's important. I do too. I think that's such an important message to share, uh, particularly with people who are listening who, you know, have an idea and then are almost paralyzed to begin Mm-hmm. You know that 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 to know that really you can just jump in sort of sort of blind like, and become yeah. a best selling author at the end. <laughs> yeah, then, I think that you know. I mean, well, actually, I'm sort of speaking to the to the other side that like, yes, you can jump in sort of blind, but there's also no shame, right? There's so many messages in our world that are like, you have to do it now or it'll just run away from you and and I just don't Mm. buy that like I think you can wait until your soul is ready which you know you don't want to be confused with fear like okay if fear is a thing that's stopping you but your soul is baked then jump in but if your soul's not baked if you don't you know and it doesn't have to be fully baked but if your soul's not at least half baked on your call and on your mission, like, mm. go have an experience that helps clarify things. Like, definitely get mm. into the world, keep going. But, you know, I don't know. That's just my opinion. No, and I, I, I think, it's, I think it's, it's valid and important for people to hear. So what do you think um, led to your soul being ready for this? I've experienced significant healing, like, you know, I'm not, I didn't just write a book about trauma resolution without actually having resolved my trauma. So I'm right. walking my talk, and that's how I knew right. I was ready. I was not only am I walking my talk, but I had a message that wasn't being shared enough. Mm. So yes. it was like I was given some, for me, what was like an answer, you know, which for other people maybe their answer would be much different. But I was given like a path, a a solution to something that had been troubling me and, you know, really keeping me down for almost a decade. And then I came through and walked that path all the way to the end. And I was like, all right, I'm a different person. And I have something really unique that people don't know about. And so now I'm ready to share it. Oh, so that's, that's, that's so fantastic. Well, so now that you're on the other side, what was different about writing or publishing a book than you expected? I think that even though I knew I was on the other side of of my healing, I didn't consider myself an expert. Like, I didn't hold myself with as much – I didn't give myself as much cred as I probably mm. deserved. Uh-huh. But writing my book and, like, being interviewed everywhere and – working with so many more clients now it's just like okay yeah I can totally own this like 
I'm definitely a trauma resolution, like, educator and specialist, like, hands down. But I didn't and so know that. Now you can go into your tour really owning that persona, yeah. so to speak. Yeah, totally. I love that. And so do you like being a published author then? Well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> do you find that it comes up in conversations now? You know, it's funny. A lot of people, like, tell me, like, how badass it is that I finished a book and that I published it. <laughs> And it is totally badass. <laughs> it is. I mean, it's totally badass, right? How many people have on their life bucket list or whatever, like, publish a book? The funny thing exactly. is I put it on one of mine, like, in 2009, but I just never really thought much of it. I was like, oh, I don't know why I did that. I have no idea what I would write about. You know, so then it wasn't baked, you know? Ah. But it was still, like, the seedling of a call. Right. So, yeah, people think of I'm a total what... badass. No, you are a total badass. Speaking of badass, and this is a question I've been sure, yeah. dying to ask you ever since I saw your book. So the cover of your book is probably one of my favorite covers ever. Are you the model for the cover of your book? I am the model for the cover of my book. Uh, and do you want to know I knew it. <laughs> I I'll knew it. A secret. I'll tell you a secret, which is um, I actually designed that cover on my iPhone. <laughs> On your iPhone? Don't, oh my goodness! Don't tell. So, no. everybody, you need to go if it, you know, if you're listening to us on online, like through the internet, you'll see there's like rotating pictures, and you'll get a picture of the cover of Rachel's book. But if you're not listening to us that way, um, go on to Amazon.com, search "Secret Bad Girl" or Rachel Maddox, um, and it will come up, and you'll see this amazingly beautiful cover that is just so appropriate for the title and now hearing that it is actually you just makes it like even more perfect <laughs> Rachel <laughs> I love yep. that so we're kind of nearing the end of our time and I wanted you um, to be able to tell people how they can get in touch with you sure um, two ways, you know, my website, rachelmaddox.com, R-A-C-H-A-E-L. Also, I'm going on this tour. So if you're in the D.C. area, Portland, San Francisco, L.A., or Southern California, and Sunday, I'll be on a tour over the month of October and a little bit of November. And I would love, you know, to meet people in, in person. I'm actually having three book parties on Friday nights in each of those places. And then a workshop on Saturday. So even if you just wanted to come and meet somebody who, you know, published her book with Difference Press and chat, you're welcome to come to the book party on Friday night. And I'd be happy to, like, chat. And I'm going to do a little book reading and play a few songs and talk about the story of how this book kind of was birthed. So, yeah, Fantastic. Are you going to, going to be signing books and selling books at the book parties, too? Totally. Totally. Oh, that's good. And so the that... link for that is tour.rachelmaddox.com tour.rachelmaddox.com so that's where you yes. can go to go find out more about um, your secret bad girl and how she can help you um, become <laughs> a successful woman like Miss Rachel Maddox here Rachel thank you so much for joining thank me you. today on Book Journeys Radio this has been wonderful Jen, it was and again everybody back. That's all. 
And so that concludes our Book Journeys Radio for today. Um, RachelMaddox.com. That's R-A-C-H-A-E-L-M-A-D-D-O-X.com. That's where you can find out more about Rachel. And tune in again next week where we will speak to another author who's made it from idea to published and is out making a difference in the world. Woohoo! Thanks. This has been another episode of Book Journeys Radio, where we're changing the world one book at a time. To find out more about how you can get your book written, published, and promoted, visit www.theauthorincubator.com.